Surprise, motherfucker. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for the recline. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., Don't Text Me With Your Green Bubbles, a.k.a. I Only Debate My Equals, Everybody Else I Teach, <laughs> also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. Boy. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? So now you see where you you have to understand what this is. Understand where it comes from. What up, though, folks? Uh, (laughs) Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast. Um, I don't know. This is going to be episode 163 or 164. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm back by myself this week. Um, if y'all been following what's been going on on socials, you know, uh, Dame has been going through some personal issues. Um, I'll let him tell it. I won't tell his story for him, but, you know, keep him in your prayers. Um, but I didn't want to leave you guys with, without anything this week. So um, I got a really special guest um, in the building this week. Uh, I know sometimes we be saying, like, we got special guests and, like, they be special, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but sometimes yeah, yeah. things be a little bit more special. Um, it's very special for me, let me say that, to be here. That's what's up. I'm going like to let that. you introduce yourself, okay. man. Okay, I ain't got no super long <laughs> intro. I'm just going to call myself the Knopf Guy. If you ever come to Houston, Texas, you'll understand what that is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Slim Thug will let you know what that is. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, H-Town, Texas. Oh, my name is T. Gray. Uh, man, I'm in here with my with my cousin Jay Johnson, man, and this is a this is a surreal experience for me, and I, I'm glad to be here with you, man. Man, it's dope to have you here, man. Yeah. Um, we've been kicking and hanging out all day, actually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I've been in a very family mood for the last week or so. You know what I'm saying? You had your reunion. Yep, I had my reunion on my mom's side, Word. and y'all was coming in town from my father's side. I'm like, man, like, and I've been on vacation, so I'm mm. like, dog, this is ex- this is literally. I feel so recharged, man. Nah, I bet. I, I'm, I, I got my son up here. Uh, e. Gray is with me as well. And so it's been very family. It's all it's been. My mom, uh, my mom is, is, is your dad's older sister. Yep, yep. Um, and there's a lot of connect this, reconnect this had. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, history. Man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, uh, I'm a, I'm a son of this town. You know what I'm saying? I was born here a long time ago and we, I exist. you do exist. I, I brought my mini me who was, who's born in Houston. Um, and he's learning his roots here. Yeah. That's in, what's up. In, that's in important. Yeah. And, and this is one of the places where we moved away from, away from here when I was three, but we came back every year, uh, to visit because my entire family is here. You know what I'm saying? Aside from the family we have in Tennessee and scattered here and there, but everybody yeah. is here and, and it's, as adults, you know what I'm saying? Kids, we was kicking it. We was cool. As adults, it's time to put some things back together. Facts. In my opinion, uh, my mom's opinion also. And just things that I've studied and, 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 and seen on my own. You got a different level of clarity when you're an adult and you have, we've experienced so many different things mm-hmm. in life and you, you see the ups and downs and you see the fragility of life. Yep. 
Yeah. And nothing is and nothing is promised. So uh, families, family matters. Very, very important. And that's why, like I said, I got my mini here because he needs to even understand um, his roots, not just in Texas. And he's plenty, plenty deeply rooted in Texas. Yeah. But you are seriously deeply rooted. And he's learned over the last three days that. The D is where where he's really yeah. from. Where it's no at. matter no matter how old you get, yeah. you know, you yeah. always got some family in Detroit. Always, and uh, and it's time to preserve, man. This whole town, this is this us. We some beautiful brown black people out yeah, here, and man. we need to uh, we need to take care of what 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 we what we have here. We need to nurture some things. I know there's some 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 G words out here in some areas that uh, you know, bought out, taken over. I understand how things go when you when you when you get low and gentrification. Yeah, things get for sale and people come in and all of a sudden what was ain't no more. Facts. You know what I'm saying? It becomes a big corporate thing. And I get that. I live in Houston. Please believe Third Ward and, and all these other areas. Fifth Ward where where Ghetto Boys and Willie Willie D's from are becoming something else. Third yeah. it's it's really trippy to see. And it's wild that every um Every urban city across the country mm-hmm. that used to be a quote unquote hot spot for for quote unquote negative activity and mm-hmm. you know how they view us mm-hmm. in the media is now being gentrified and turned into something different. Something different. You're seeing people walk down the street with their dogs and things that you never would have thought in fifty years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden in two, some money was paid. Maybe was, I'll say five. But some money was paid here and there and land was some acquisitions and like my dad, um, uh, you know, my, my dad worked for the water department. He worked for the city of Detroit uh, for uh, 31 years before mm-hmm. he retired. Like in 1990 or so, uh, he told me what was going to happen. He said, look, I didn't see the plans. And let me tell you what's going to happen. And he was like, ultimately, all the people in the city of Detroit, all the black people mm-hmm. are going to be moved and pushed out to the suburbs. And all the white people are going to be pulled, pulled back right back in. And then once you're on the outskirts... You gonna you're not gonna have a way to get back get in because it's not gonna be kind of any kind of transit system. Mm-hmm. So that's like 30 years later, the exact same thing that went down that there's he no, said was gonna happen has actually happened. No trains running from out here to over there, and no, and there's no Tiger Stadium that was, and that whole block is now this. Yeah, this which was that. I drove. I had to drive around and just look myself and just Man, see because got even to from, be different. I think the last time I was here was in '09. Uh, and it's so different. That's 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. A lot has changed. A lot has happened. And I'm just like, yo, things that were there are not. Yeah. Schools that were there are not. Lots of land. Man, it's are, about 30% of the schools left. <laughs> That's insane. That's crazy. I'm, I've, I've really, like I said, I'm up here really studying and trying to figure out how, whatever we can do. Yeah. Uh, family wise. Investment wise, oh, yeah. there, there are things that we have to do for ourselves. Ain't nobody finna do it. Go grab the smartest people in, in, that you know and, and put some minds and some some resources together and, and start grabbing some things before it's gone. Yeah, we got to. So that's uh, that's where I'm at. That's just a, a place that I'm at in life now too. I've gotten older, and uh, for those that don't know, uh, in Houston, Texas, I'm a uh, I'm a DJ. Not only I'm a DJ, I'm a host. Yeah, that's what uh, I, want. I, I yeah, wanted to I didn't get even into my home. We just talk, we just jumped right in the family because, <laughs> uh, like, this is one of the, the cousins I brag about, whether he know it or not. You know what I'm saying? I brag about like, oh, same. You you from you from where? Oh man, I got a cousin in Houston, man. He's a big DJ. You know what I'm saying? And um, like I always knew you were into doing the DJ thing mm-hmm. and into music, 
but like it wasn't until recently when we connected via online and social, social media, yeah. I got a chance to actually like see what's going on. It's a picture of what's happening down there. Yeah, and, and I'm uh, like, I've had opportunities, and I've and I've tried my best to take advantage of these opportunities and and uh, maximize my talent. Yeah, uh, I recognized early on that I had this talent. I think at 10 years old, I taught myself how to DJ, and that was really from watching Jam Master J and. Grand was it Theodore who cut on Rocket uh, 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 Herbie Hancock? Oh, was that a anyway? Just these certain songs yeah. that caught me throughout life, especially early on. Uh, Itching for a scratch, AJ Scratch, Curse Blow, all these records that caught me, and I was like, I grabbed my dad's records and just tore up his needles. So you've been in there in the you been so right now in my in my eye. So at thirty years in, yeah, you've reached mastery level. Um, I got it's. it's it's without it's second nature. It's it's. I don't think about it. Yeah. I I don't like people say. You learn. I've always known how to DJ. I never learned. Nobody taught me. I listened. Was on the radio. I had a little stack. You know, my old school. Oh, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying with the record player on the top, with the tape deck and the, the whole thing. So I would with the whatever the radio was playing, and I would slow the record down with my finger yeah. to try to make it match and go back down to the turntable. Go back to the radio. That's how I taught myself. So <laughs> so what 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 would draw you to that in the first place though? My old man, my mom, my parents had probably about 3,000 albums in that house. Okay. And they would throw house parties down in Houston. And my dad had this Radio Shack uh, realistic up and down fader mixer. just had like four faders on it. Yeah. And so in order, he didn't want there to be space and they pick it up and need to go to the next song. He might not want to hear uh, whatever was next on that Luther Vandross album. They wanted to go to the next jam. You know what I'm saying? It's in Parliament. So he would fade in and out. He wasn't blending. But he was just fading yeah. to make sure the music kept going at the party. He was a DJ. Got a little older. They, things changed. He really working. Bugman. Mom's working. Coca-Cola back in the day. Put the equipment, put the turntables in the technology. You start changing. I got tape decks. And yeah. He puts the turntables in the garage with the mixer. 12-year-old me go in the garage. Of course. And, and start stacking and putting it in, in the rocket, the mixer. I didn't like his turntables. They were too wobbly. Belt drive. Figured out to go to the pawn shop. I had a homeboy named David, David Fry. What's up, D? I ain't seen, we friends on Facebook, haven't seen him ever, but I see he was, I saw a picture of his daughter. Anyway, David showed me that what we had, aside from the mixer and go to the pawn shop and get you a $25 turntable, we had those Casio SK5, okay. SK1 keyboards with the sampling keyboard. Yeah, had the yeah, roof, yeah. the dog pads and the drums, and then you could sample for like three, four seconds. Well, he showed me, put the record on 45, speed it up, you get more time in your sample, then slow it down on the keys because it would. We were making beats. We had MIDI and all this stuff. You, you, you sampled at now. eighth grade and not knowing we using little toy keyboards and we they had out auxiliary outputs. Yeah, plugged them joints into the back of the mixer that we had. All of a sudden, I had my little studio. I got this. Everything you got in here, not knowing. Yeah, eight years old. I mean, eighth eighth grade, thirteen years old. By the time I'm fifteen, I have my first club, teen club. I'm DJing. So. Between that time frame, when did you be like, all right, man, this is something I want to do? Because I'm hooping. I'm thinking I'm going to be the athlete. I'm okay. hooping. I'm six, just shot up six foot now. I've been five, three for the last <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> shot up. I want to hoop. But I had friends of mine. I was the baby of the group. Um, and the friends of mine would, every year, somebody would graduate and go off and not DJ anymore. Yeah. The gigs would come to me. More gigs came to me. By the time I was a senior in high school, I'm 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 doing I don't have a job. I don't have a curfew. My mom trusts me because I'm out there running around getting money. I'm bringing yeah. home one hundred twenty five dollars from the gig. Nothing crazy, I mean, but it's decent. 
16 year old. I mean, like literally, like right now, if you go, if you a high school kid, you go DJ a party, get $125. That's decent. You, you, you doing all right. So if you, in this 90s, early 80s, Man, late 90s, 90s early listen, 90s. This is 90s, around 9, 2, 9, 3, 9, 4. This is me. This is my hustle. And by the time 94 came, I'm the lone, I'm the lone one of the crew because I'm the youngest. And literally when I graduated high school, three months from that, I started college at U of H, University of Houston. And two weeks after school, I'm interning <laughs> at the biggest radio station in town, which is 97.9 The Box, the Radio 1 station. It was Clear Channel back then. Yeah. But I'm interning, and six months from that, you get in there and you have the opportunity to meet these people that I listened to on the radio when I was a kid, guys by the name of Steve Nice, who's a multi-station, still mixed show champion in Texas, and also syndicated, got his, got his thing popped up, uh, my, my homie Luscious Ice, uh, Anthony Harris, who put me on stupid game back then. He was the super OG back then. So these are like these uh, are Houston on, DJs that were on the air. Okay, and then they're embracing me. I'm just interning. I'm not. They're like, so what you want to do? I'm like, well, I have these mixes. Like I used to take, I used to take records. Like, and, and I know he's going through the shit, but R. Kelly sex me just back in the day, yeah. and I would take the Planet Rock instrumental and running under that. So you're double time and I was doing double time mixing just little weirdo stuff. Just try to, I used to make tapes and sell them to people. And we had those keyboards. I would put add bass to people's song to bump in and people would buy these tapes for me for 20, 30 bucks to bump in their cars. This is high school. So I would play these things for these radio DJs and they're like, okay, you got a little talent, but then they would take me to their gigs. Show me, uh, let me jump on the turntables or just show me stuff. And I studied and learned how to really rock parties. I was doing well in high school. Yeah. I was doing, uh, a lot of, uh, organizations, top teens and Jack and Jill, all these, 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 uh, black teenage organizations that we were DJing all their parties. And then we would get parties from, you know, other attendees. Okay. We're going to book you for the graduation. Book you for, I was really rocking. So to get the knowledge that I got from those dudes to this day, invaluable. Ask us, a brother out there in, in Houston on the, on the radio. His name is High C. Uh, he's on 97 on the box from Dallas, Texas, but he moved to Houston and, and is taking over and doing great. He will tell you. Man, I'm Greg gave me the game. I wonder what it is about 97.9 in every, in every city. city. That Is that just the best Dallas station to get, a, to get a good reception? <laughs> no matter where you at, 97.9, we'll get a good we'll reception. Get that good reception. Versus, you know, some stuff. Oh, yeah, the, you got to. And it ain't. 97.9 will always get a great reception. Dallas has one that's killing. That's like, interesting. Yeah. yeah. There is interesting. We need to look that up. Yeah. Study. Because WJLB, which. That's Radio 1 too, ain't it? Yeah, Clear Channel. Clear Channel? Yeah. That's Clear, that's clear Channel. Um, but uh, they, we, they were always branded an FM 98 on the dial. Hmm. But like recently. You, it's 97. They, so saying they, they start specifically saying 97.9. Interesting. Um, like within the last year. That's they got rid of that's, the. That's, that's changing history. You're changing the course. Because like, it's always been w, FM 98, yeah. WJLB. And it's like, no, nah, we're going to go with what it actually, it's actually is. It's, it's a winner in Houston, man. There's a lot of competition stations. Uh, uh, I Heart, Clear Channel put one up, mm-hmm. uh, put a beat down there, which is doing decent. But that 97.9, that box is powerful, man. And it's and it's it's one of those things. It's heritage. Yeah. It's been around forever. The, a lot of the work that was put in before me, the work that I put in for the nine years that I was there, uh, and the work that they're doing now, it's, you know, it's, it's huge, you know. So let me ask. So now you know you out of high school. Yeah. You interning and working, and now mm-hmm. you getting gigs. They didn't get you the game, uh, making a couple of dollars. 
I'm going to share something for you. This is funny. Every job that I got, somebody got fired. (laughs) (laughs) And I happened to be in the right place at the right time. I used to, uh, so with with Ice and Steve Nice, these guys, I would go to parties with them. They would let me rock. I used to travel, just roll with them. I was gung-ho in college, passed out drunk, whatever. But I'm with these dudes and have fun. And I'm learning. Um, One guy, I forgot what what it was. I forgot what the problem was. They fired one dude. He was on the air. Middle of the night, 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. That was his mixed show shift. Only on maybe Saturday night. They give it to me. At six months from my start of my internship. So six months into out of uh, about seven, eight months out of out of high school, my first six months into college, I'm I'm already interning and I get a job on air. That's dope. What kind of feel how do you feel when that um man, it was the best thing in the world. Real talk. It was uh it was the beginning and I knew it was something special. It was something that I didn't expect. Let me let me double back a little bit. To get that internship job at the radio station, I, that wasn't my idea. I had a friend, my homeboy Trey. Trey came and woke me up Labor Day that year. Hey, man, we can get internship jobs at the radio station. I got to hook up. And I'm like, intern, bro, that means work for free, and I'm bored. Carol didn't pay for college then. <laughs> I paid for college then. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. That's not cheap books, classes. And I my dumb ass took 15 hours, whatever, that first semester trying to keep up with high school the same pace or whatever and it was it was uh, I crashed <laughs> but I had a job and it ended up turning into a whole career where radio TV was my communications was my major at school second semester they're teaching me about the transistor mm-hmm. cool we, we can get into the, the, the technical aspects talk about microphones and whatever but I'm already on the air what what y'all aren't going to do for another two years in school I'm doing my first six months so School was a year long. Yeah. Um, looking back, would I have done different? No. Uh, maybe I'll change my mind in the next 10 years. I don't know because the things, the, the walk is different now. It's not the the, yeah. the young hustle that it was then. But the way I look right now, no. Um, shit, and then I'm on the air. Time slots keep getting bumped up. Before you know it. And I'm also working in what is called the research department. They have companies that do this now. Back okay. then, uh, <laughs> they gave us a phone book, a f- telephone that was connected to a tape recorder, and a survey. So you just take a page out the phone book, each number. You're calling people. They're like, what you like to listen to on a red? Hey. I used to get those phone calls. Yes. Hey, I'm calling from Houston Music Research. Uh, I'm just calling to ask uh, what your favorite radio station is. If they I name, literally used to get those. Mm-hmm, and and they like, name, if you answer, if you the, qu- answer the call one time, they always <laughs> going to call, call you back. back. And if you answer with the, whatever the five stations that m- we consider competition, then my job now is to try to get you to do a hook test. We got a cassette playing with maybe about 30 songs, the station's playlist basically, just the choruses. And I'm going to get, try to get you and mark your feeling about each song. Mm, I never got that far. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never get that I far. I did decent. I was okay at that. The homie got fired. The homie that got me hired in the first place, Trey. Yeah. He knows. We love you, Trey. Uh, he got fired because he was falsifying surveys. You're getting minimum wage. You work two and a half hours a day. It's not a lot of money. Yeah. And you ain't, you're putting in this work and you're like, whatever. Well, the, the cool thing about me is that the program director of the radio station you could listen in on the phone calls. Mm. He liked my voice. It's like, yo, I think his voice is all right. He might could do something. Um, I graduate from research, which is the research department and the phone uh, phone operator. The request line is the, it was the same department. You so, think that's what really what that's for? 
to see if they can. This, it, it was for me. Yeah. I don't. Well, the research does come in handy. They do the research because they it's, it's all about the music and get you to listen. Whatever's going to get you to listen longer. Cool. Yeah. If I don't need to be playing any more uh, future. Then we don't need to be playing. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. We didn't know this. So that comes into play. But you do get talent. There's a, a young lady who's on the uh, her name is Carmen. She's on the beat out there. She she we got hired at the same time. Our careers radio and. She was on in research also and ended up becoming a radio great in Houston. So that's what's up. It worked. Um, he heard me. And so not only am I doing mixed show, graduate, put me on request line. He puts me in middays. So I would literally, <laughs> I was still going to school. I would, I would, I would answer the phones from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., go to class, leave class, go to this comedy club that I started working at called Just Joking. I would work from six to like one morning. Then I ended up, because I had my nice voice, I ended up doing overnights on the air. So it was literally two hours of sleep, Mm. but I was grinding my ass off, not knowing why. I was having fun, really. I was really having fun. I didn't know, but I was building this foundation for being able to walk into any establishment now and pulling out some of the the tricks and stuff that that we do now. But um, three years to the date of me getting hired, intern wise and then six months later I get the I get the uh the mix show. Three years after that, I get my own shift. Night shop show. The guy that was on before me got fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I happened to be in the hallway doing the five o'clock I did the five o'clock mix that day. Did you get the name your own show? Uh for the first six months I was doing it, uh I was just I was the fill in. I filled in for six months. Okay. It literally in the hallway, hey, can you do six to ten tonight? Yeah. The next day. I need you to do it for the rest of the week. Cool. Oh, we're going to do it until we're, you know, we got hiring thing going on. 21 years old, they give me that job. That's what's up, man. That's and dope. I just called it the T-Gray Show. I came up with features on it. I had a little mix on there. I called, they called it the No Talk Mixtape. Had a countdown. Everybody's countdown. But I did something that was kind of different, and it changed things. And it was long before everybody's doing what they're doing now, just being very uh, risque. Yeah. As- aside from, like, say, like Howard Stern, something like that. I came up with there was a the guy on the who does the morning show at the box. His name is the Mad Hatter, very popular guy. Uh, all sorts of interviews. Whenever Robert Glassford was talking shit about Lauren Hill, that was his interview. Okay, okay so that's Hatter. Um, Hatter had a song. He makes records also. Had a song. Uh, local, you know, Houston has its own independent music scene. We all put out records back then. Uh, Hatter had a song called "Say What You Want to Say." Use that as the uh, my boss said, What well, I need another feature, and I was thinking, try to come up with some quiet storm type. I was like, That's not me. I was like, You know what? I'm gonna let people cuss. How'd that go? <laughs> First show, I was just like, Yo, call in, say what you want to say. Had I had the song, took the song title, made it my show, and you know, the beat button. We just, yeah, I just want to tell it to suck my bit and do my bit, and it was insane. It got to the point there was a there was a Maybe about in, within the first month of doing that show, there was a fight at a high school um, because of some stuff that was said on the show. Uh, it got it got. And so then I had to curtail it, bring it in. All right, we're going to do topics. Whatever was happening at the time, and I pulled it out of the air, read the back of Cosmo magazine if I wanted to get something risque or whatever. And the show took off to this day. There haven't been numbers higher mm. in the city than during that tenure when I was on the air, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. 
Um, and it and that's an important time. Yeah, that's like when people are getting off work mm-hmm. at six o'clock or mm-hmm. and then they the didn't hip, chill all, all the day. hip new stuff is going to come in. You're going to start hearing it a little bit after seven, eight o'clock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Local stuff, especially. We had a, I mean, still do, but in during my time is when Screw was was really popular. Uh, little Kiki emerged. Uh, this is right before uh, the Chameleon and the Paul Wall. So I'm talking about when Slim Slim emerges. I I helped get him into the music business. Uh, Michael Watson and Swisher House starting to come in and, and do these things. All this fat pat, Hulk, all this screwed up click, all these things are happening during my time. UGK is second and third album is coming, these things. Uh, Ghetto Boys break up, get back together. Scarface's solo is crazy and all these things are happening out of Houston during this time where I'm coming up. So I'm with all these dudes that some I grew up listening to riding the Metro, listening to ghetto boys. I was, and the next thing I know I'm in the studio with Willie D he's on my radio show every Monday. We got it. We, and it just, I became part of this, this thing that man, you've all seen. Crazy <laughs> what's so crazy is because all the, the, the Houston music that myself and my brother listened mm-hmm. to growing up and knowing that y'all was in Houston, it literally never clicked. I never put, never put. I never put two and two together. I was. I was a part of all. I had a lot to do, and and I didn't even, not even knowing. You just kind of just. It's part of it. You, yeah. you're, you're in this, and you realize I'm in these clubs. And I'm talking to these people and shaking hands and passing this blunt or whatever, whoever, and you just get cool with these people, and 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 there's a respect. You realize what they're trying to do, and it might not be something that you personally like, but I had Lee Gray to be like, hey man. That boy Pokey's the truth. Man, you can listen to Kiki a little bit more. And then, so coming off the freestyles, and then these boys will start making real legit records. And then I saw the talent and the hustle. And man, I was the first to play a lot of these records. That 25 Lotters record the DMD has, I man, played I it was, off of a cassette. Man, I was just trying to explain <laughs> to somebody um, last Saturday, riding in the car. Um, I forget what song it was, but somebody had referenced 25 Lighters. And I was uh-huh. like, you know what they talking about? And they was like, no. So then I put the record on. Uh-huh. And I'm like, so like this like is a thing. Yeah. And I tried to explain it to her like, like, uh, <laughs> like this 25 Lighters. Mm-hmm. Like, Which oh, even right. before DMD, that actually comes from an old A-Ball MJG song. But that's me in Houston and just in Southern hip hop, which we'll get into that too. Uh, I'm rooted in it. I'm 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 rooted in hip hop period. Yeah. And I would just happen to be around when Car Freak by the Ghetto Boys came out or when Luke and Two Live Crew started coming and, and rumbling from from Miami and we start hearing this or or Shy D and these boys from Atlanta. We heard all that. We got but we got EPMD also. We got uh a lot of Too Short, a lot of West Coast Easy E, a lot of all that. We got all that in Texas just being the mid the middle of the country. Um, so, so with, with New York being here and LA being there and, and Oakland or whatever, we got the middle of stuff and we didn't get the looks that everybody got. Yeah. So we created our own scene. Yeah. Because this before the Houston wave hit. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Jay Boys, was, yeah, you know. he, he did his own thing. He took, I mean, please read that book. I saw you, I saw when you got the interview and, and, and attend that thing. I was Which really was, player. Uh, <laughs> Like uh, almost a year ago to today's uh, date, because uh, it just showed up. In my, uh, it just showed up in my. I read that uh, book on a plane back from Vegas one. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> it just showed up in my. You that's know, that's, time that's big bro right there. Um, I've known that man since I was about sixteen years old. Uh, my first foray with with rap rap a lot was with the Odd Squad. Okay, the Odd Squad is Devin the Dude's original group uh, with Rob Quest and Jug Mug, my partner. Uh, 
Carlos was the DJ and, and, and producing along with Rob. So I'm a kid, and this, uh, this kid named Trey, Tremendous. He was on uh, Big Mike's first album. Okay. Um, uh, Trey was a little younger than me. I forgot how we met. It might have been through Corey Moe something. But anyway, Trey needed a DJ. And I had my own little beats that I was making on my little keyboards or whatever. He loved it. And we recorded stuff in my little room, in my mom's crib. So I got out of house, got out of and this. Like I said, I'm a kid. And I'm going to uh, North Line Points, the native apartments uh, off of 45 uh, on that north. And uh, rolling with Jay, I, I, I mean, rolling with Trey, we would go to Third Ward to see Devin and them. And then I end up meeting Jay because that's, that's rap a lot. And these ties and these things, I feel like like minds, we're going to gravitate to each other somehow. We're going to find mm-hmm. each other. Uh, one of my best friends and, and, and a great DJ uh, is younger than me, 12 years my junior. Uh, but we're the same Chinese horoscope sign. Follow the, we went to the same high school. We have the same story as far as fathers and just these things that we've done. He's a great DJ and he's actually, uh, um, uh, co-DJ with me. The Rockets now, uh, got him a job in there. Great dude, great guy, but we found each other. Yeah. I didn't know him from the neighborhood or from the area of town. I found that boy in Midtown or he found me in Midtown. We found each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that's dope. Palmer, what up? That's just how this, we, we, uh, we come together. So that's all these things that I loved as a kid. I, I guess I willed myself into. Yeah, you got with, to. With some help, there was people along the way that made sure and pushed me. And especially when you don't know what you're doing, it's like, it's great. Mm-hmm. You don't know that Mm-mm. maybe I shouldn't do this, <laughs> right? But I did anyway and it worked. The 25 Lotters was played off of a cassette. I was the first person ever to play it anywhere. My homeboy Rashi had just come from the studio and he was like, you got to hear this. Hold on, hold on. Say that one more time. (laughs) That's history. First person. There's a couple of records I was the first person to ever play. Cell Therapy by the Goody Mob. Nobody had played that. Not in Atlanta. It got played at 97 on the box in Houston, Texas. First by me. I listen to Cell Therapy (laughs) at least once a week. With the... Got like to. in in, in no. real life, me and my family who in our apartment complex. Because like whatever whatever new music comes out, right? Mm-hmm. I give it a spin, okay. and then after that's done, you gotta. I'm go going back. back. I'm just listening to back to my old nineties, nineties two through two thousand and something. Boy, like better, that's what I listen to. Please believe I put on uh, MC Bree. I gotta get mine. See what I'm saying? (laughs) He know what it do. We we uh. I mean, he was talking about cooling the gang in the car. So like, that's that's crazy. You heard him. Yeah, he be on his own his own thing. So um, I've been a part of it. It was it was it's been great. Like I said, I'm on James, and that's my introduction to for real the music before the interning in the radio was meeting James and and all them dudes from uh back when I was 16 years old. Was crazy. When I knew he was coming in town and he was going to be here, I shot you a text like, look, man, we got a uh, we got Jay Prince coming through. Mm-hmm. He was like, look, man, tell him, uh, <laughs> tell him, you know, T. Gray and uh, mention uh, interview with Suge or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, when he was in there after the show wrapped up, I'm like, yo, man, uh, my cousin, he a DJ down there. Uh, his name T. Gray. He was like, oh, yeah, I know T. Gray. <laughs> like he told me to mention. um an interview that y'all like a six hour interview that y'all did with Suge. He was like, with Suge. I'm like, I don't know. I don't get along with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. But then I then said, I said, <laughs> you showed me the picture. He was like, well, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I don't remember, but like, look, we all, we all, we all ago. And James is a busy man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's ain't no, t- whatever he might have did two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. written down, whatever. And, and but, 
that was actually when Suge had just gotten out of jail after Pac had got killed. Mm-hmm. He had went in. He still had that. The, the bullet scar was still yeah. very visible in his head when he got there. Um, he had come to town trying to talk to Jay and 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 get him, Jay, and Irv Gotti to form something together. Yeah, yep. And he threw a party at a hood club that night. We all went that night. It was the coolest interview. And to this day, and I know, you know, Suge has his rep and what's going on, but I saw Suge in a, in a club in L.A. years after that, like six years after that. Hey, hey, what's up, H-Town? I'm like, oh, okay, blood. You know, you know who I am like that? He's like, man, I remember that interview. And I'm like, yeah. so j- Certain things you can kind of just stick with, stick with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. dope. That's super dope. So yeah, um, I had that opportunity. Great. I got the. I got the. I got the impression that you know they weren't big fans of each other. Nah. Reading this book and everything, I just got the impression. James is a, he's operates very differently than than most of these folks out there. Yeah. Um, you gotta. It's it stems from respect. It ain't no fear thing. It yeah. ain't no. I'm not threatening you. I'm not finna be yelling and screaming. All this extra stuff that people are doing loud, getting on stage, saying this, that, and the other. Nah, that's yeah. not that's not H Town. That's not that's not how uh, Mr. Prince gets down. Yeah. Um, and I'm just honestly, I'm glad to been in his presence and learn from him. Um, and a lot of them dudes over there at the lot, man. My partner, my best friend, and Live worked over there. Mm. I helped get him a, a gig over there. He got family over there, so that's mob ties go super yeah. deep back to a kid. You know what I'm saying? So how long how long did you do? Uh, how long did that radio stay? I was last? I was there nine years. I did the night jock job six years. And then I left. Mm-hmm. I was about oh three. Um, had no clue what I was gonna do. I got a severance package. <laughs> I didn't leave, but I got a severance package gotcha, like that. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? It's when you're dealing with that. Hook. So when I heard, I don't, I don't know which. Maybe Jasmine told me. I don't know which one of the fam told me. But when I was like, oh, like he a DJ, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> they was like uh you was a chameleon there tour DJ uh-huh. or something like um, that. So after the uh the uh two things happened after I left the box. Um I got a call from a, a homie of mine, he's a DJ, his name is Johnny J. It's my homie in, in the town. He used to DJ on the concourse uh the Rockets games. Yeah. The, the Compact Center, which is now known as Lakewood Church. Uh in that building. That building was across the street from the radio station. Like, I could literally look out the building, the main window in the studio, and see the compact center. Uh, I'm leaving the crib one day, getting on the freeway, driving. Johnny calls my phone. Hey, I need you to go to the compact center, audition to be the announcer for the Rockets. I don't even know what that means. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't. We didn't go to Rockets games. I kid, wasn't no money like that. Yeah. Man, I remember one time we were trying to see Michael Jackson. We had tickets to, I don't know, this victory tour, one of them with the brothers. And my mom was working for Coca-Cola, and she got laid off, and we had to sell the tickets. And Damn. No chance. I never saw MJ. I've seen Janet several times, but no MJ ever in life, man. Damn. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, so things, we, I never went to basketball games, ever. I think we saw the Globetrotters once when yeah. I was a kid. So, all right, uh, in uh, audition for the, when I played ball and hoop, we didn't have no real, it wasn't, it wasn't that type of, so I think, I think to NBA live, this is what I think of in my head. I'm like, all right, I played the game all the time. I know what it kind of sounds like in the background. Get to that building. This is serious. Like day of, I leave the house. You got to go now. I go to that building. They, the dudes give me a sheet of paper. They sit, I ain't been in an arena like that. Concerts. Yeah. Only. They sit in the big empty arena daytime. They're on the other side of the building from me. I'm by myself with a microphone and a piece of paper. And they go, read this stuff. Yao Ming! Rockets fans! Rockets fans, get concessions today. Get the job on the spot. Man, that's love. 
Got it on the spot. You know, it's funny. Like uh, the Pistons announcer mm-hmm. is one of the the, no, the most the iconic. No, he the OG radio was, There was only a couple of black announcers <laughs> in the league at the time. He's been Mason, right? Yeah, yeah, Mason, the, the OG. I promise you. So I was probably the third back then. I didn't realize I would be a trivia question. You know, Mason is like one of the voices of Detroit. Like he is he, one of the the most iconic radio personality voices that we've so ever had. So think about what happened in Houston, and it came from Detroit. Yeah, it's kind of cool. That's that's, I'm, that's super I am dope. a son of the city. Please believe that's I claim that. Dope. You'll see it in my bios on my on my social networks. And I still, you know, they used to play uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Hello Detroit every morning at six o'clock. So that's what woke me up every morning. So yeah, that's in, ingrained in you. Yeah, like literally. So right now on my alarm clock, I got a bunch of them set up. But at yeah. the six o'clock, that's what play. Hello Detroit. That's like, what I'm you know what I'm saying? About. But yeah. Mason, um. Giant impact. I want to. I, I need to get Mason in here. Uh, he was real cool. Please real do. close friends with my mom. Okay. Uh, when I was younger, one day, one day on my birthday, I was in the studio. Got to hit the buttons to come back from from a break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like he was just always around, around and yeah. we was always at the radio station with That's everybody dope. because That's dope, dope. You my got mom to see some worked stuff there. as a, as a youngin that tune up everybody, everybody mm-hmm. through there. They don't know that I'm you who I am, who you, I am. Right. You know what I'm saying? So whenever I I, I run into one of them and get a you know chance to talk, talk or whatever. To I'm gonna chop it up because um, it's a lot of a lot of rich history. Yep, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So now you the 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 announcer for the <laughs> announcer Houston for the Houston Rockets. So what happens then is I meet right before I get that announcer job. I meet a young lady. Her name is Natalie Alvarado. Okay, she is a dancer for the Houston Rockets. She's also a rapper. Okay, little cute teak What's Mexican girl. Name? Uh, seven was her name at the time. Okay, so. She's just working on just she's rapping. She's out in the street. She kind of had a deal, but not really. It was a local little deal. And they didn't really pursue my friend Johnny J, of course. Again, he introduced me to her. He's like, y'all should work together. Is this the same Johnny same J? Johnny? That- no, not the producer. Johnny okay. J. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's uh, the, the Filipino homie down in H-Town. I founded a uh, DJ company by the name of Booth Pimps. Bunch of DJs together doing their thing and, 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 and handling stuff. In the yeah, city, I think so. I've seen you post yeah. Booth Pimps. I'm yeah. like, why that name sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, so Johnny put that together. But Johnny also introduced me to Natalie. Natalie and I making rap records, mixtape records. Remember, uh, Fat Damn by the Clips? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We t- I had the instrumental, took the instrumental. She wanted to do a song over it. So she. Rapped the first verse. The second verse, she did this kind of sing songy like could have rap singing singing thing, but kind of rapping, but more singing. And I was like, hmm. So I had a homeboy of mine, uh, my partner Eddie, great producer. Uh, he had this loop him and my partner Davion had did. It was just like a four bar loop. Yeah. But it was kind of R&B ish, slow tempo. He's like, why don't you give this a seven? Voice hella deep. See what you can do. Give her the beat. Calls me about 20 minutes later. I have a song. The next day, record the song. Takes about a good nine, ten months till I'm very happy with the song. Present the song to this man named Charles Chavez. He has a company called Latium Entertainment, uh, based in Houston at the time. His artists were Baby Bash, Frankie J. Uh, shit, I think it was just those two at the time. Oh, Playing Skills music producers, and he had just signed. Commi- Man, I remember <laughs> yeah. playing skills. Well, they running things right now. You don't even know. <laughs> all that, all the con calma, all these Latin uh, reggaeton records that are out right now. Yeah. That's them producing mm. all these records. Killing right now. Um, them and the homie Scott Summers. Um, but Charles, uh, had those artists and they're running. Uh, they just picked up Chameleon Air and I take him this record in, uh, oh, beginning of 05. I'm like, here's his record. 
He's like, that's Natalie. I'm like, yeah. Nat was seven. Seven was signed to him back when she was seven. <laughs> but that was before uh, the deal came. He got a deal with, with Universal at the time. Something happened with Sony. There's things going on. Things got bigger for him. Yeah. Um, that was probably in February of that oh five. October that year, it got cold. The first day it was got cold. He calls me. Goes, I want to do the deal. Sign, get her signed to Ladium slash Universal. Song goes gold, reaches number twelve. Oh, make a song called "Going." The song's called "Going Crazy." The girl's name is Natalie. Comes out oh five, oh six. The record, I think it reached number twelve on the Hot one hundred. Okay, so that's like my first personal like top twenty record. Like, okay, we we can kind of do this. We kind of know what we're doing. Um, I'll be honest. Things happen with Charles and that deal that didn't come to fruition. We were promised, and I don't think I've told the story publicly. We were promised more tracks on that album, but business wise. You know, he has his own in-house producer, Happy Perez, who's this monster on beats. He is a monster, so don't get it twisted. Uh, but he had Happy do that album. That money, the budget come to them. So we got squeezed out. The next single she had was a record from Baby Bass that he did and Happy produced. I think it went to number 63. You know what I'm saying? It happens. Good. Yeah, no, no, it's good. You get two singles off of an album that that both chart yeah. and are top 100 hits. Your records, you, you got something happening. Um, and that was my for real, like, I got to do this. I, I prior to that, I tried to make records on, on my own. It didn't work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that album will never come out ever. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole complete album called uh, Rock Bottom. Uh, it's so Detroit coming out of Houston, and I made that in like because Rock Bottom is a major right. Detroit. Yeah, I already know. I already, I, and I didn't know at the time, but after it was done, after and all, I was like, oh. I was in the right right lane anyway. Um, but because my own personal recording career didn't take off, didn't mean that I, I always wanted to help people. Yeah. And so after Nat, Nat introduced me to this cat, Rob G. Rob G gets signed, another Latin cat, Latin rapper out of Houston. You know what I'm saying? We live in Texas. So, you know what I'm saying? The majority, minority population uh, are, are Latinos. Uh, and that's that's brothers and sisters, us down there. We all, we, yeah. we come the same. So, um we signed Chameleonary, ended up signing Slim Thug, and all this, just, you know, and then the recession hits. Of course. Recession, where first he comes, yeah. and then the recession hits. Isn't that right? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so, life's challenges. The recession hits, uh, we lose our deal with Sony, uh, with Universal at the time, and so he got to make layoffs, and I was no longer an A&R at a record label management company. So what I do, I hit the road with Slim. Um, I've known him since he was him and Lee Gray were best friends in high school. That's crazy. And the brother, another brother by the name of Stephen. Lee Gray is our co- my yeah, cousin, his yeah. brother. That's my brother, my, my my baby brother. So Lee Gray introduces me to oh Stave Thomas. Stave comes in my living room. This is back nine, six, nine, five, nine, six. Slim, Slim's in my living room rapping. Still still in high school. I got cassette tapes. The one day I might put out or, or or just upload the audio just so y'all could hear. So maybe you can answer this for me then. All right. Uh, Lupe's second album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was about Slim. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hip Hop Saved My Life. It was yep. about the Slim Thugger. So uh, I got these, like I said, I got these tapes that people will bug out to hear young Slim saying some of the stuff. And it was a lot of that still tipping type flow in it, but yeah. at early on, faster pace because younger and things hadn't developed as... Um, but we were there for it. Lee Gray l- rapping on the same tapes. 
sound terrible. <laughs> but on the same tapes. Um, so anyway, hit the road with Slim. He's known me forever. His brother, his family, uh, the his road manager, who became his manager, Heavy, was the, the road manager for the record label that we were for. Like I said, recession hit. We yeah. all got to fend for ourselves. I hit the road with Slim. At the same time, I'm DJing again. It's something that I always have been able to hold on to, DJing. So even when I was on the radio uh, and got my 6 to 10 job, I was still DJing. I would do. Now I'm a popular DJ because yeah, I'm my, on the radio. The fee goes up. You yeah, know what I'm saying? There's sure. certain things you can do. Um, but it's always the turntables. I even if I wanted to, I sold turntables, got rid of them, had to go get them back or go get another set because I have to. It's just part of me. It's been a part. It's where all this stems from. It all stems from. My parents put me to sleep with headphones on my head when I'm a baby and going through all those records and then having my first gig at 13, 14 and first club at 15. It's always been there. Yeah. So even if recession hits or whatever, people still going to party. People still going to drink. They're going to maybe party and drink more. Right. So you might need a great DJ and I'm going to damn sure be it because I need some money right now. Yeah. I got a You was like six months a year. For real hell of time. So. Um, we hustling. I end up taking myself off the road because I need to be home. Yeah. Um, Johnny J calls me again, <laughs> and he has this booth pimps uh idea, and he's like, I got a couple of DJs, got a couple of gigs, see what to do. Meet some great guys. Uh, get some great gigs in an area of town that I'm not that familiar with DJ wise. I know a little bit. So Booth Pimp's like a, a DJ collective? Collective, yeah. Okay. It's probably about shit. And then got DJs in Austin, Dallas also, uh, and guys that are affiliated all around the country. Um, and took over uh, this bar kind of club scene in Houston from about 11 to shit, 16 maybe. Oh, that, it was a good five-year run. It was really, really strong. Boy, they're still hustling. I ended up uh, departing the group after a while. Um after like four or five years, mm-hmm. um, just to venture off and do what I have to do. I don't have a DJ crew. I'm not trying to do any of that. That's not my my for. I'm looking at things a lot different. But being in the area of town in Midtown, Houston, Texas, and downtown and in the Heights on Washington Ave, because of what the Booth Pimps did and and where they put me, uh, gave me a knowledge of a different. Because I came from the hood. I came from boxes of black station. You know, I'm urban. I'm yeah. talking urban. Whatever. Shit. We can call it a black station. It's hip hop. And especially back in 90s, early 2000s, um, it just was what it was. We was in hood clubs. I was doing broadcasts. Whatever, niggas getting shot. All kind of stuff. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm in that. So coming from that, and I've always been, I think, well-versed um, and being able to to speak and carry on conversations in all walks of life will take you all sorts of places. Um, and in Midtown, I don't know. I guess I wasn't as threatful as certain folks is and. And I think I did a pretty decent job in in respecting neighborhoods, respecting the formats of these places. These are open formats, so what are considered so I might play a DNCE song in backdoor with a Drake record, and then backdoor that with a damn Bon Jovi record or something. Just whatever. It might just the jam. We going and and it's called open format. You're hearing a lot of these bars and places now. You got a lot of mixed crowds and stuff. Um, and that's where I've been for the last eight years, nine years, eight years. And then in 15, 14, the Rockets call. Um, Joe Abercrombie, who now works for the Atlanta Hawks. My last year, I left in 06 when I was the PA announcer. Yeah. We were on to making records and stuff. Um, Joe's first year was my last year. He was in the video department. Later on, he gets 
to the game operations department. He's running that department. He calls me. He's like, hey, I want a DJ. We're going to change some stuff up around here. Turned it down at first. A year later, I, he called me again, and I was we chopped it up. And I was like, man, I was doing good out in the streets DJing, like yeah. really, really, really well. A lot of bars, staying busy two or three gigs a day, trying to make rent in a day. That's my, 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 That's my goal, motto. Right? That's my goal. So that Rockets gig seemed like it would be in the way some takes up a lot of time. I might miss school, elementary school. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm picking up, dropping off. I'm really trying to figure it out. And I don't know, man. It, it, it's that's my favorite team. It's always been my favorite team. And the Harden deal had already gone through. He was already his first year in, and I, and I liked it. And I took the job. And shit has changed hella since. I'm uh, <laughs> so now you the. <laughs> At this point, now you're the Houston Rockets official DJ. Official DJ. I'm the Rockets DJ, and I'm still keeping my gigs. Also, I'm on the radio. Also, I'm on the Top 40 station doing part-time. Also, just on the weekends, and then I was kind of filling in during the week. And then kind of became a thing for a minute. Um, then the station flip formats happens. Yeah. Um, but I was doing a whole lot at one time. The radio station's gone. Get a phone call from my partner, Corey Moe, a couple years after starting the Rockets gig. Corey Moe, uh, if you guys don't know the name, uh, Corey Moe, Corey Producer. He's from Houston, Texas, lives in Atlanta, Georgia right now. Uh, Pimp C's engineer, him and his brother Mike Moe uh, were engineers with Pimp mm-hmm. and, and, and Bun uh, back in the day. Corey has a studio called Mad Studios. Mad stands for money at the dough. Um, and I've known Corey since middle school. Hoffman Middle School, and I went to Klein Immediate. Anyway, uh, Corey says, man, DJ Ski hit me, dog. He got an idea. Cause he has a blog site named called country rap tunes mm-hmm. and it's, and it's Southern based, you know, the Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma. This is real Southern, the Carolinas, even kind of over to DC a little bit, but that's on edge teetering music styles. But please believe somebody like Chico Bean, who's from DC is, is UGK and Texas down in his Fact, music. Like Chico Bean, He's uh, a funny dude, bro. Real tough. Man. I don't know Chico at all, but I just, I've seen him. I saw his, I went to a wild night with my homegirl Amanda, uh, last year and saw him get down. He came out on stage and rapped zero whole most city down. We all look at him like, what? Huh? Okay. We all the way respect that. Yeah. So, um, Corey's like, I want to turn this into a radio station. This this country rap tune. He's like, Ski said, turn it into a radio station for uh, his Dash radio. I said, so what, we'll get a show like on Sunday or something? He's like, yeah. Put together a two-hour show on Sundays or whatever. whatever, whatever. No, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. So, And love and respect to what everybody else is doing, but we decided to make our own complete app. Uh, and it took a good year and a half of work, planning, sweat, mm-hmm. some hella mistakes. Shout out to Mad Hatter and Crazy C. Um, they have their own uh, uh, app stations that they run. And I got a lot of game from Crazy C on how to do what we're doing. Um, I do a lot. of I do all the, the imaging, the production on there. So it sounds like... And all this, yeah, all that, yeah. that's me, Country Rap Tunes Radio. It's a station. So if you go to your Google Play or go to your app store right now, you see this shirt, enjoy Country Rap, um, download Country Rap Tunes Radio. It's a free app, and we specialize in uh, Southern hip-hop, uh, classic Southern hip-hop. That. So you're going to hear a bulk of 87 to 2007, right? 
but you are going to hear some future. You're going to hear some Migos. You're going to hear some, uh, some, 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 uh, black youngster and these things. Not a lot, but I am, I, I we please believe I'm very current. Crit just put out a new record. I got that. I got that rose, uh, uh, with, with Just Blaze that he just did. That's in there. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we stay taken care of, but we also, uh, highlight our, what we call our country cousins. So you might hear some, uh, some, uh, some Talib Kweli, uh, who's very, very, uh, influential with bun and, and pimp and just was always down you're gonna hear some snoop you're gonna hear some just all sorts of stuff man of, of people that were always down and befriended and were friendly to uh what we were doing in the south um a lot of people that weren't mm-hmm. uh it's very different now it's, it's so funny to see the way it is now you got these asaps and these people that have taken this whole screw and and texas culture and southern culture and applied it to other places i love it it just was from where I came from, it it that remember, was never expected. I remember this wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't like it. Mm-hmm. No and one. Everybody was dropping the screw tapes. Right. Like I remember when what Slim, Slim was like, uh, first TD out. That's not slow mo. That's not slow mo. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. Because like, all we was doing. Putting, that's it. Everybody. My brother used to try to get me, and I was like, Nah, that's screw thing. That's watch thing. I'm gonna let them do their thing. I'm gonna do this radio over here, and it ended up working out for all of us in that vein. Um, but. Yeah, at least try to get me to do my own. I was like, nah, that's his thing. Let, yeah. let the man do his thing. And ended up becoming cool with the dude. You know what I'm saying? Before he passed away. Uh, that's a legend. Screw's a legend and, and, and changed so much. Um, always stayed, didn't step out of his. He knew where he wanted to be, kept it there. And, and a big, a big thank you to Robert Earl Davis for, uh, Man, that foundation he laid, even him and him and him and all them boys from the SUC, Kiki, no, that's 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 family right there. So, uh, lot of them dudes and shit. That's your your T Gray. We we, we run in country rap tunes twenty four seven. Um, uh, and and eventually podcasts and there's things that we're gonna do. We've ran a couple of interviews that Bun has done for us, and Bun is down, Ti is down, yeah. Bun, I seen Jazzy Faye over mm-hmm. there. Jazzy's Corey down. Corey, Corey and Jazzy uh, have the studio together now, yeah. okay. uh, uh, downtown Atlanta. So uh, it's a lot, lot going on in the A. It's a lot going on in the H. And what my cousin and family are doing here in, in the D, it's a that's a little triangle right there. That yeah. I'm, a, I'm a, I am, I have to. Now, besides the Houston Rockets, DJ, you are also... So there's a soccer team, Houston Dynamo. It's the MLS MLS team. I'm their DJ also in uh, University of Houston uh, football and basketball. Go Cougs. Uh, I'm in there. You got a busy schedule. I work a lot, bro. I still keep my bar gigs. I got some new bars opening. It's all sorts of... uh, I I stay busy. I have a a very bright 11-year-old. Say what's up. Hello. Here, talk to me right right here. Say what's up. Tell me your name. <laughs> My name is Evan Gray. What's your what's your what's your name? What's your DJ name? My DJ name is DJ Gray. Makes sense, right? Yeah. All right, cool. And uh, you rocking with me? Going on a bunch of gigs with me now. But he does his own thing. I don't even know if he's gonna end up being a DJ. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of I don't not encourage it, but I'm not trying to force right, none of right, on here. Right. I want him to to enjoy his childhood and. But at the same time, make a couple dollars at the little couple man, couple parties. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a way to do it. Um, but I'm just, you know, showing him life, and like I said earlier, showing him his 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 home roots. Yeah. Um, he's learned a lot. I asked him yesterday, was he comfortable up here? And he was like, yes. And I was like, good. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope, it, man. It's, uh, it's very pleasing, and um, 
I'm I'm glad I'm honored to be his father. I'm honored that he gets to see things from a, a slightly different angle than maybe a lot of kids do. Um, because I definitely didn't see any and never had the opportunity. I just thank God that I found that talent early on and 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 honed in. You know what I'm saying? I locked myself in my room. I didn't know. I was just having fun. It wasn't. I was man. I'm gonna be the best DJ. Nah, I just didn't want to go outside and play. I played basketball as another. I was. Right, let me come back over here. And it shows. I didn't. I didn't do. I did summer leagues and just that another. Wasn't no AAU teams and all that back in the day. And even then, my AAU was some turntables, man. And, yeah. And I mean, it, shit. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 very rare that people notice their talent early and yeah. then actually go for it. A lot of people squander a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've uh, I've seen plenty. I know plenty. Uh, all sorts of talent: DJ talent, MC talent, singing talent, and whether it's squandered by substances or horrible attitudes. Who ballers? You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm around a lot of athletes, especially these days. I've seen guys. You make it to the league. And boy, fuck that up. Man, I tell you, when uh, last year, uh, an article came out. I shared this year with damn near everybody and yeah. shit. Uh, I was sending like, hey, let's look, man, it's my check this out. It's my cousin. Uh, they did an article about James Harden, uh-huh. about um, what he listens to to get warmed up before each game. And like it was, it was like everywhere, everywhere, all over the place. I'm like, hey, let me, hey, check this out, man. That's my cousin. <laughs> hey, a lot of nip, and here's the, and and I want to touch on Nipsey a little bit. Um, there's a Houston line to, for to L.A. that was, it's been there for a while, but James coming to Houston and being from L.A. and being very deeply involved in our culture, hip hop culture, yeah, especially West Coast. It brought this whole nip could come in the damn Toyota Center with no shirt on and watch the games. That's all. and I played. When that when that Victory Lab album first dropped, I probably played seven songs off the album before the album even came out. I yeah. had the copies of songs and I cleaned them up myself. There are songs that James might want to hear to this day. I'll open Logic and I'll edit them things myself because half of that shit is mixtape stuff that has no clean edits. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, o, o three Greedo and and Be No Rito that songs that you you not supposed to have them songs. <laughs> I got them. I'm playing them things. Little baby freestyle, all that stuff. Man, them songs ain't clean. I cleaned them all up. I clean them up, and that's what I do for James. So um, when Nip's album dropped, it was just, one, been a fan. Met Nip long time on the road with Slim. A long time ago on the road with Slim. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I know. One of my homies, he a, he a big 03 Greedo fan. He see? To see? Hey, you got to. I know y'all heard that. <laughs> he got, I know he's going to be dog. like, you hear me? Like, see, he know. <laughs> hey, hey, 03 Greedo do this thing. Y'all yeah. got to be no Rito, all them, them L.A. boys. Um, um. I got six pockets. Them boys are jamming out there, man, yeah. for real. So y'all got to, uh, uh, what's my man that did uh, the last record, uh, the last Nipsey record, uh, the Hit Boy beat? Roddy. Uh, yeah, Roddy Rich. Yeah, yeah. Killing. You know what I'm saying? Them boys out there, they they making some noise. So y'all pay attention to them LA, them Compton boys, all them boys out there, Mustard Rocking. YG's album is crazy. I, I didn't expect that. That album, to me, I still bump it. That damn, hmm, YG's crazy right now. I'm rocking with that. So anyway, that line to L.A. For, with James and now Russ. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it in a minute. But a lot of nip, a lot of, like, it's a lot of that West Coast, a lot of YG um, and just stuff that he would want to hear. I would edit it up. A lot of Meek. Mm-hmm. A lot of Meek. When Meek was locked, for real, played a lot of Meek in there for James. And, and all that, uh, shout out to my man Mark Spears from The Undefeated. Uh, put me down and wrote articles about me that got me gigs in Vegas because of these dope. articles and stuff. You know what I'm saying? These 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 opportunities have come about just because, um, in the right place, meeting some good people. Um, and you know, I mean, it's about the talent and the hard work you put in, but 
a lot of this stuff about networking and who you know. Always. And building relationships with different people. Just hold on to them. They, they, they mean more than money. Uh, there are people that I can call from 25 years ago in this game. There's a guy by the name of Brian Gray. Works for Interscope Records based out of L.A. Uh, they had sent him to Houston for a while in the, in the late 90s to be a regional rep. He's a national now. Um, sends me a cassette. I want you to check this out. It's a great cassette. Play it. I hear, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I hear, I hear all these things and I'm like, who, what? <laughs> I don't know what this is. So this is, this is the, the EP. Yeah. I get the EP long before maybe a few months later the album comes and I'm just like, what? I, I was the first. I was privy to these things. Yeah. Brian's in LA to this day. If I call, hey, B, I'm coming to town. Can I sleep on the couch? I can sleep on the couch. Like, these relationships mean a great deal. Um, just me being honest about my opinion on that music. Uh, and I mean, it was not like that I was the end all for, for Slim. That worked. I'm talking Eminem. That, yeah. That's out of here. You know what I'm saying? But I was one, one of the first ones to be able to lay my ears on the outside of here and go, yo, what the hell? This is crazy. I need to, I need to, how can I get more? I need more. Yeah. If I'm saying right. that, then he's like, okay. And so, and that's just one example. There's so many other people. And, and I, I try my best not to burn bridges. If there's some people that don't fuck with them, well, fuck you. I don't, it is what it yeah. is. But for the most part, um, I don't, I don't got to burn a bridge. I just won't ever use it. Again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'll let somebody else roll over that raggedy thing. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't going to deal with it. Excuse my language, by the way. <laughs> so, so you, you, you've been instrumental in, uh, Southern hip hop. Well, Houston hip hop and Southern hip hop as a whole, because for, for, for a moment, Houston had his stranglehold well, on. Let me throw something else out at you. Uh, let's. I want to bring up a company called Cash Money Records. Of course. Um, when Baby and Slim were independent, coming out of out of New Orleans, there was a distribution company based out of Houston, Texas, that made sure everybody got their money. It's called Southwest Wholesale. It's around now, but not what it was. So back then, you independent, you getting your ten dollars per or whatever, and them orders were coming in. It was crazy. So because the box was playing these cash money records or mystical when he was when he was independent at the time. Yeah. Uh big, big, big what the hell was the name of that record? Big truck, some shit. Uh anyway, all these Louisiana independent labels get deals because of Southwest Wholesale and the box is playing these records. Texas is a buyer's market. They spend hella money on music, especially back then. So Southwest is making hand or fist money. Universal's coming in like, oh hell no. Here go thirty. This thirty million dollar deal that it came about, and yes, it was worth thirty million. The total 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 deal because they was already making five million on their own. Yeah. If you get independent, you are making five million on your own. Do you? That's a, that's crazy money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Especially for me, to, for me to give you that a much money up front means you're more valuable. I'm gonna make more than I'm giving you. Come on, man. I'm I'm, I'm probably giving you the small end. You're well, not even a probably. I'm giving you the small end. Man, the major started coming in, and then and, and that's when the local scene started happening. After, right, shortly after that, want to be a baller came, and then all these things started. Yeah. Oh yeah. Please believe. I let, I let, I let, <laughs> so uh, this weekend at the family reunion, uh, I got on the, I got on the, uh, on the aux cord. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the DJ and I'm playing a bunch of stuff for the for some of the older folks in there, some of the younger folks, but what that uh. Playing want to be a baller, ball. man. Everybody in there went up. Rest man. in peace, Big T on that hook, man. He he did his thing on that. that was a classic. Record, Everybody man. up in there went up. Troy dog. Troy went and grabbed the 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 hot boys at the time, and it turned up. Youngster got busy. Hawk, rest in peace. 
my partner. Me and Hawk used to read to the kids at Douglas Elementary in Third Ward, man. That's my partner, man. Uh, uh, that record. So you've seen a lot of people come through Houston, clearly. I've seen a lot of people come. I've been to more funerals probably than weddings, so I've seen a lot of people go because yeah. we've had a, 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 a number of our, our greats uh, pass away. How did the city feel um, when Flip and T.I. was going through his thing? <laughs> You know, we we are we are very proud of our home. We're proud of our people. Yeah. Um, Flip got made some major noise out there. Uh, that I can do that record. My partner, one of the DJs that I went to high school with, got Willie was the oldest. Willie produced that damn beat. Mm. Uh, we're like, uh, we 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 rock we rock with Ti too though. Yeah. Tip had super deep roots in that town, boy. That record that that record was slim, and that was the other thing we had. It was so. I figured it was kind of. It tough was weird, yeah. Especially for the DJs, because we're all. We're tra- I'm traveling back and forth to Atlanta. My friend Brian Michael got, Cox is, is face running on the phone thing. with him. And, you know, it's, Bro, it, it seemed like real, it was real, real, real weird time. And I and I honestly wish it wouldn't have gone and went where it went. Um, Flip is one of my homies. He bought a record from me last year. He bought a record from from our producer Risky. Well, I'll talk about Risky in a minute too. He bought a record from us last year. I I see him. I got a nine minute freestyle. On my computer, uh, from in the club a few months ago, uh, Spot Bell Station. Uh, it was his birthday party, and he jumped up there with me. And I might put it out one day. I already, I just snatched the hook off of it, and uh, I, he doesn't even know I'm presenting it to him like next week. But um, Flip still fam, Tip fam, him and Corey Mo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. It was crazy. It was a, it was ill time, and it was a, several different beefs. Slim Thug and 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 Zero had a beef, I, and not yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And now that's them best friends right now. You know what I'm saying. That's really p- Pimp coming in, making that knocking those down record when he got out of jail. Um, before he passed, that made people kind of chameleon. And Paul had to stop tripping. Chameleon mm-hmm. um, doing a lot of things right now, man. He's <sighs> a special guy. Uh, Mr. Syracuse is a very special guy. He uh, sometimes I think the world don't really deserve that boy. He uh, he uh, uh, he's something else. Uh, and he and I have a tie, a family tie that goes on beyond his music stuff. And and we we talked about that situation and got past that. It had nothing to do with me, but that's my dude. Dude, I went on the road with him. He he he. I could take T. Gray. And at a point in the time, he didn't have to. Your brother, yesterday, we were talking yesterday, he was like, I remember 06 going into 07, the New Year's Eve, you on MTV with Chameleon there performing. I was with Jasmine, we had a party. And I was like, yeah, I got to be on him. My chance, my time's on BT Spring Bling. Hmm. And all them MTV shows was all because of Cam. Hmm. And that's just that. But as far as what he's doing now, tech companies and investment and and providing funds for startups yeah. and stuff like that. The, I almost hit one in. He you, was doing a little video you, thing. I don't know why you don't. Yeah, man. Hey, boys are serious out here. He's uh he's uh and that's the point that I'm at in life now. Uh I've done a lot of work, a lot of groundwork, a lot of f- in the front face. I'm the face of a lot of talent, the the talent. Yeah. Um there's a bunch more talent out there. My boy Palmo is just one of many. It's other DJs. It's other producers. It's other a- engineers. People that do editing, all sorts of whatever. And and I want to help. Yeah. Um. So in the near future, we we put a couple dollars into one thing and take some of that dollars and put into and eventually uh, there's schools and after school programs and things coming. The the uh, the um the business plans are already already being written out and all that all the grant 
uh, stuff is already being worked on also. So I'm older and, and, and becoming a father, uh, it changes your angle, your, 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 the way you view. I bet. Um, that when your parents, you start realizing that their, um, their invincibility is, isn't what it was once was. Mm. And you start really looking at things and you're like, I gotta leave something more than just my, my face and my loud voice and this mix that I did. That, that was cool. And these parties that I DJed and that's cool. But these kids gotta, it's gotta be opportunities and whatever. And, and the way these things are set up, certain areas becoming gentrified and and school programs being removed yeah. and 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 people running educational the, the entire education in this country and have nothing to do with education like how do you not have an educational background and you get to run education it's about that's, the money right so i'm gonna do something with some of this money for-profit schools and i ain't Amazing. gonna make nothing from it. we're just gonna make some some future leaders and some future uh doers um to to keep legacy going not mine but our culture, hip hop, um, any any sort of entertainment. I work with dancers. I work with with rappers, singers, producers, musicians, uh, organists. The whole like it's the whole gambit of this entertainment. It's not just one thing. If you're a, if you're a gamer, I'm rocking with gamers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I got I know about the I'm Twitch sure the NBA got gamers. Gamer teams. Come on, man. It's, it's serious business. My it's crazy. Partner, my partner DJ Red had his whole little this the whole streaming they were strictly for gamers music stream whole other thing just, uh, just. <laughs> boy man so i'm i'm a i want to fall along and 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 continue the 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 things that chameleonaire is doing continue the uh the city community things you see you got brad jordan aka mr scarface <laughs> running for, running for, city, for council. city council and then willie d is also from the ghetto boys running for city council i want to <laughs> You just spread that if you if you ever come to Houston and there's a uh a, a lo- the local Fox affiliate uh Fox twenty six man 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 I forgot that's what I wanted to get into listen man so look uh because besides uh the Houston Rockets and everything you're mm-hmm. the official DJ for the Isaiah Isaiah Factors featuring now, Isaiah Carey if you don't know who Isaiah Carey is. You do know who he is. You do know. You who just he is. don't know that you know who he is. So <laughs> y'all remember the video when there's a gentleman out there in this country ass in the country ass town. town. He's reporting. He was reporting on. Hey, and this is <laughs> in the Saturday book. in the cul-de-sac when the, and then a bug flies in his mouth and he man what the <laughs> fuck okay, yeah man. that guy yeah he ain't go nowhere no nah. he like the fucking man out he, uh, he, he, the, he the man in town in houston texas he the hugh perkins uh, <laughs> yeah of the h of the h you know he, what i'm saying he, uh he's from baton rouge louisiana that's our neighbor right there but he a, a great dude and he uh got his own tv show um on local fox affiliate comes on at 10 30 p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, I'm the Tuesday night DJ. Shouts out to DJ Superstar, my, my brother DJ Paul uh, of HTX, my partner Sneak, uh, my partner Super Neil, all these boys in there rocking with us. But yeah, I get to go in there every Tuesday night. I'm kind of like the OG vet TV radio guy. And uh, my mom said she had a dream I was going to be on TV one day. And I got a little TV happening. So that's one of the things. Uh, and even that is... Uh, 
Man, I'm glad. Man, if I, I'm so out. Man, I'm glad you said that, dog. <laughs> because I was gonna be so mad if I left that portion out. I didn't know what happened to you. Never know what happened to these internet. No, no, like no. no he the, the man. viral. He went viral first. He was yeah, the one of the original literally. virals. Yeah, yeah. No, for real. Literally, original viral video. So I'm yeah, glad he's doing his thing, man. Great reporter. Great guy. Um, and he does wonders in the community. Will keep you informed. Always has like all these new mayor, mayoral candidates and all these dudes, all city council, all the people. Anytime some stuff's going on, they in there. When the Malia Davis situation happened with the young lady in the town, all that, Isaiah's on it. So uh, much love to Fox 26. Much love to Isaiah Carey for even thinking about including me in that. Man, you've been doing a damn thing, my brother. 25 years of the game this September, and I can't believe it. Man, I'm That's proud of you. That's a crazy number to say, but I'm thank glad, you. I'm, I'm proud I'm, of you. Look at the. And you got it honest. Your mom's comes from radio, yeah. Um, and and apparently it runs in the in the genes somewhere. It definitely does, apparently, because uh, you in here doing your thing. I you got six mics in here, four in the other room, and boys is really in here like putting something properly together. I pay attention. I I, I subscribe. I watch. I support. That's what's up, you know man. What I appreciate that's, that's that, a, man. It's a fan right. thing. So and and even I even even if you wasn't my cousin, I don't think I really do appreciate what you do. I think you and Dame uh, are a good team, and it sounds it it comes across really really good. Man, in here, appreciate man, that. Yep. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. Um, man, I just appreciate you coming in town. We've been kicking it, bro. We've been, we've been chopping up about yeah different things, different man. Things. Um, y'all probably gonna hear too much of me soon because y'all just even I want to probably figure out a way to put. Get this on the the, the station, country mm-hmm. rap tune. I'll send it to I, you. I figure that at least once a week we should run run the podcast. Um, figure out a date how to do that and just create this pipeline from 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 eleven hundred miles away. Yeah. Um, which really ain't that far when you can jump on that bird. Yeah. Um, or shit, jump in the car. We don't mind. Yeah, man, I gotta I come out to Houston, man. Yeah, I gotta come please out do. There real soon. I think you'll like what you see. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a it's a it's a progressive place. Um. It's probably one of the most multicultural cities in this in this nation. Um, as, as many taco places, there are as many soul food places. There are as many pho places. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I can probably eat tacos and nachos every day of my life. <laughs> I and like you. any people listening who follow my social mm, media, like every time mm, I post some nachos, they be they like, like uh, "Nigga, do you eat I'm, anything bro, besides I'm nachos?" I'm gonna show you. And I went to to spot uh, in, in in Cork Cork. Town. Cork Town, yeah. Last last night was cool, but I need you to come to the H. Yeah, you gotta show go, you some. You gotta go to Southwest on, if you're trying to yeah, get some. Yeah, this is some whole here. other. Yeah, nah. Ain't no, ain't no true Mexican food in Cork Town. Nah, like, nah, yeah, nah. You, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, oh, y'all chopped up some steak. Man, I tried to go to Cuzzo's <laughs> earlier today, but they, uh, they. Hey, shout out to Jazz at uh at the Hudson Cafe. Man, That's the Hudson the Cafe. Jazz yep. with this jazz with this, like with the, them with, with like the music. Yeah, yeah. jazz like yeah. the music. She, She's she, a, she a truly t- a beautiful so soul. Not being able to go to Cuzzo's, we went down to the to the to the area. Yeah, Hudson Cafe and uh man, chicken and waffles was on point. Boy, sport. yeah, no catfish and uh, and uh uh and grits was was and eggs was was the move. Yeah, pancake, huh? Yeah. Good pancakes. You had no bacon. Well, you like that bacon? I ain't, I ain't, I haven't eaten pork in like I don't know, almost ten years now, man. But um, that's good. That bacon was on here. I, ain't gonna I still I, love I, bacon. I ain't tasted I it. And I ain't had other. it. I will. But eat bacon, it looked but so great. It was. It was one. Was it the looked, bacon good? Yeah. Okay. Anything it, you want to tell the people out here while you, while they you know paying attention to Young Egre? Hi, mom. Got a new tape dropping. Get country rap tunes now, man. Check them out. Check them out, man. Okay, man. Drop your socials, man. Where All right, so find so everything. find me if you're on the IG and you're on Twitter. I am at DJ T Gray, DG DJ T G R A Y. Um, 
uh, Terrell Gray on Facebook, T-E-R-Y-L-G-R-A-Y. And or, uh, get that Country Rap Tunes radio out your Google Play or out your App Store. We're going to make on, sure. You Instagram as Country Rap Tunes. At, at Country Rap Tunes uh, and at Country Rap Tunes radio. Actually, we have the blog site and the radio uh, IG also. So, uh, man, check us out. We we here to rock for you. We take requests. The app take requests the whole nine. So I make sure that uh, we, we implement those things. Some boys be getting ridiculous. No, I'm not playing. Uh some of them, some boys be hitting me with Madonna. That ain't country yeah, rap tune. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. We gonna play some uh, uh, from the deck, uh, straight from the deck. You know what I'm saying? That type of stuff like that. We we get real deep with it, man, and I and I enjoy it. I enjoy digging and finding stuff that Pimp C records that I, I listen, didn't know. <laughs> I listen to often. So like in in real life, if you listen to country hip hop, mm-hmm. it's I'll put it like this. It's basically like a cold ass playlist of all your dope shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not one of those things where, all right, I don't like this song. I don't like right. this song. It's going to oh, be nah. some fire shit You're on there. You're about to hear so. Tila, uh, show enough with Jazzy Faye. You're going to hear, uh, some 3 6. You're going to hear Project Pack because that's my dude right there. You're going to hear, um, I mean, even play, uh, uh, what's my man from Ohio? Uh, uh, was it from Ray? Cincinnati? Who made that bumping my music with Brad on there? Bumping my music. Uh, is it? <laughs> I can't. Ray DJ. Uh, Ray 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 Swag. Ray something like that. Yeah. yeah Ray Cash. Ray, Ray Cash. Ray Cash. See, we playing. It's, everything is playing on there, man. I finds I finds them gems. We I dig. I really do a lot of digging. I, I pride myself on being a dig. I'm an internet searcher. Yeah. I kind of got. You know, from the line wire days and now I've, I've gotten good at finding some music that I ain't Ooh, supposed to find. Man, them line wire days, <laughs> downloading songs and it, you think it's Eminem and it's another nigga who, <laughs> just, <laughs> and then you get a third of it that you just cut off. Like, yeah, what happened to the damn song, dog? Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm here to wreck. Uh, find me, follow me. I follow back. I hold conversation. If you got music to send, I have, uh, submissions at submissions. For DJTGray at gmail.com. If you, you know what I'm saying, you, you got your music and you rocking, I'll I check it all out. Please don't send me no songs called James Harden or Chris Paul <laughs> or Russell Westbrook. Those are not the way you're going to get your, your, your start in the music. Oh, business. yeah. How the city feeling now that, that Russ coming? Okay. At first it was like, huh? <laughs> now everybody, I think people are buying in. I was, I was sold at first. If, Cause you, you gave me a different perspective. You get to homie. play with your 10 year old homie that you've known. I'm sorry. Since you, you've known each other for, Damn, to twenty years. Um, you, you, I got a younger, faster. People start talking about the ball hog thing. Look at the stats. James averaged eight point six assists. Russ averaged ten point seven. You getting twenty assists from them dudes, and Russ will get more. I think Russ will be the primary ball handler for this club now. I think that'll be a, a great move. Shit, LeBron about to be the ball handler over there, and that tall ass team, the yeah. monsters over there in LA. So I think the LA team looking real 04 Lakerish, and uh, it's, it's scary. when the Pistons won, mm-hmm. when they had Shaq, mm-hmm. Kobe, Carmelo, mm-hmm. Peyton, they they had the had two that two big joints. Getting Carl Malone was a mistake. Anyway, that's they a put whole. <laughs> two monsters, and they put all these people around them. So I don't know, man, yeah. but I hope it do work out for Houston because I like I like the parity that's right now yeah. that's going on in the yeah. league. So I'm, I like I do like that. I really I, wanted Russ to come here. It would have been crazy. I, I thought it was going to happen. I really did. Th- I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think the Miami thing was happening. I did think Detroit had this big chance, and then they. They I only literally, show little interest. I'm watching summer league, and then all of a sudden across the screen, I'm like, 
Oh, we about to be hella dancing in there. <laughs> y'all ever get a chance, come to the Toyota Center, come to Rockets Games. We rock in there. It's a party. We mm-hmm. uh, we make sure, uh, me and my man Paul Moe and the entire crew, we just make sure it's a party. We make sure everybody enjoys yeah, themselves. I'm going to make sure I'm going to come doing a basketball come season. Come on down. So I, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I think you, you should see that, man. You know what I'm saying? You can record, the, do the podcast live from the H. Facts. Oh. I got a mobile. I got a mobile. I got okay, some mobile I equipment. Say, we, I got a studio. We, go, yeah. we got mics and the whole nine. That's what's up. <laughs> well, folks, you know, it's me, J. John. 313 on everything that matters more importantly follow shop talk podcast uh follow shop talk podcast studios when you see the blue and the black you know you at shop talk podcast studios also i'm not saying we're the rockefeller podcast but we are jane dame peace